Only keep the things in life that benefit you and serve you. You know, when you grow up around here, and maybe it is the same where you grow up, you know, you kind of got a status. And there's kind of a status symbol of things that you have or things that you possess that show the world that you are either successful or are up to par in society or you know just self-gratifying because it's the way you were brought up I mean something that is truly meaningful to you and shows you that it's something you wanted and you got it and it was it's something that's satisfying to have and know and it makes you feel as if you've made it you know what I mean now, I'm just like the, anybody. I, I am not yelling from the preacher's pulpit here, and I'm certainly not... Uh, I'm certainly a broken man just like anybody else. And, but there's one thing that I'm trying to do, and it's I'm trying to be a better person every single day. Some days I succeed wonderfully, and some days I fail miserably. But a little bit of a... A pre-game to the podcast here and you know I gosh you know I, I uh, a few years ago you know we, we we had a little coin on us you know and, and I've always wanted a certain kind of of truck you know and around here you know in country boyville USA your pickup truck is kind of your the ring on your finger, your Super Bowl ring, if you will. You know, it's your it's your status symbol. You know, and I did. I found a really nice one. I found a, an older model uh, Toyota that was absolutely impeccable, immaculate, and flawless with every single option you could get on it. And we bought it, you know. Um, and we used it, you know, we, we had a horse trailer at the time. We had just gotten a horse trailer and, and we had our horses and we had, uh, you know, a lot going on. We, we had horses, we had, you know, stuff going on. We had, we're building and moving and trailering and doing lots of stuff with this pickup, you know, and, and uh, you know, being a homesteader, you know, having a pickup around, it, it doesn't hurt you, you know, it's kind of nice, but, um, you know, we, we had we had this beautiful immaculate truck you know and I mean we didn't use it when we didn't need to you know and it was kind of one of those deals where it got to the point where I was not using it I was getting to the point where it was collecting dust in the garage and we were giving it about one oil change a year because of not using it we put synthetic oil on it. We treated it wonderfully. Um, always cleaned it, you know, and knocked off the knocked the dirt off your shoes on the way in and everything. It, it just it was one of those items that we had, and we knew it was paid for ever since the day we first got it, which is a huge blessing in and of itself. 
but on the other side of that coin, you know, I mean, it was, it's something that we paid insurance on, and we just took great care of it, but we weren't really giving it the use and the, it was serving us, but it wasn't serving us enough to be worth what it was to us, if that makes any sense. And, you know, being a farmer and a homesteader, you know, having an immaculate, flawless truck, it's kind of hard, you know? I mean, you got cow shit on your boots and you're jumping in. Uh, you, 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 uh, you're, you're throwing stuff in the back that's all greasy and a chainsaw that leaks and all this other stuff and it, it just makes you feel bad, you know? So, we decided here about a month ago that, you know, geez, just maybe we we should just get rid of it and put it up for sale you know because we're gonna find somebody that truly is going to cherish what it really is and have it and it would serve them much better you know and uh, we had it for sale and as immaculate and flawless as it was and uh, how many options it had and all those things um, it, a lot of people didn't really see it for what it was, and they really didn't know the gem that it truly was, which is something that we found, and we were so lucky to have found when we found it, you know? And uh, I kind of had to swallow my pride a little bit by selling this thing, because, you know, I mean, it is, it's kind of a, a status symbol, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, when you whip your dick out and measure it, the longest dick wins. It's not the most beautiful dick. It's not the fattest dick. It's not the it's not the uh, the hairiest dick. It's the dick that's the longest that's going to win in a dick measuring contest, right? So, at the end of the day, I didn't really care about the dick measuring contest that this pickup represented in my you know, aim of society, I guess. And we found somebody that truly knew what they were buying when they bought it. And when I met this gentleman last night and we ended up getting rid of this pickup, and he knew, ex he knew more about the truck than I did. And it just made me feel good to know that it was going in such cherished hands. He would cherish cherish this item. And as well as we did. You know, we knew what we had and, and we did, we cherished it. But we weren't using it the way it should have been used. You know? And it could it was an asset to us, not a liability. Uh, had we been pounding the piss out of it and everything, it would have been a liability. But it was an asset to us. And it's going to be a huge asset to this person as well. You know? Uh, he wants to drive it till it dies. He knew more about the truck than I did. And he picked it up and took, drove it off last night. And I thought to myself, this truck couldn't be in better hands. You know? And, um, you know, it... it Digging deep into this, you know, my wife asked me, she goes, do you want to give it a hug goodbye? 
you know, to the truck as kind of a joke, a, a parting joke. Uh, no, I'm good. And it was, it's not disappointing to me to get rid of something like that because I don't judge people on what they drive as a society thing, you know, I mean, whatever. But um, I'm glad to have, have to have had it. It was totally awesome to have had. But you know, now I'm turning the page and I'm growing as a person and I got rid of it. Now to those of you that are sitting there, why is he getting so weird about this truck that he sold? It's not about a truck that you sold. It's about overcoming something you thought you were. And that's me, you know? What am I gonna do to replace it? Well, I don't know yet. I mean, maybe I'll buy an old junker and drive that around because if I'm only gonna give something one oil change a year, an old junker will fit the ticket just right. You know, and I don't need a brand or a new total panty dropper pickup to prove that. Or maybe I'll buy an old car with a trailer or a trailer for our car. You know what I mean? Having a lot of vehicles around is a lot more expense. And, you know, there's ways around this. So, at the end of the day, no. I don't feel like I'm any less of a man. I actually feel like I've grown as a person to get rid of it. And I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And to those of you out there that have those things that truly are not serving you, and you're not using them a whole lot, it doesn't have to be a pickup, it doesn't have to be anything. You know, whether it be an animal that you're just feeding, and you're not really getting a whole lot out of it and you know the animal would be better off elsewhere I mean you see it happen to horses all the time you know people lease out or sell a horse that they truly don't have the capacity to ride and somebody else does you hear about it all the time or whether it be uh, I don't know a lawnmower that's way too nice for your tiny little yard or anything like that I mean you could mention it about anything you know, a computer, a supercomputer that you have in your house and you barely ever go on the computer and you don't need it, you know? Or a house that's way too big for you and your wife and you're in empty nesters and your kids hardly ever come over and you got this giant mansion, you know what I mean? And it's not serving you. Or a house full of kids, somebody else could greatly use it, you know? It, it's part of growing and it's part of becoming who you are and it's absolutely not my business whatsoever what you possess and how much shit you want to possess if you have all kinds of shit and you're proud of it you have great big house great big a whole bunch of cars that you never use and all this other stuff and you're loving every minute of it don't worry about it I'm not telling you to get rid of that stuff but to those of us who feel weighed down and stressed about certain things and there's certain expenses that you're gonna have to pour money into and it's coming up and it may weigh on you heavily, hey, maybe now's the time to start thinning the herd on some of that stuff and get rid of it, you know? People are downsizing all the time nowadays. People are building smaller, smaller houses. They're downsizing. They're getting more land with a smaller house. Nothing to matter with that. 
Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a hell of an introduction, and how do you follow that up? I'm not bragging at all, and I simply mean that that was an awful long one when I tell you something like that. I don't think I've hit home to a whole lot of people, or maybe I did. Who knows? You get what you get, you don't throw a fit, right? And if you wouldn't have wanted to hear it to this point, you would have already turned the podcast off. But man, that gentleman that bought the pickup I had last night, man, I was sure glad to see him drive off with it. I thought, you know, he's going to take great care of that thing. So, yeah, feeling good about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, I... Uh, I mentioned on the podcast yesterday that I was splitting wood and everything and getting everything ready for the winter, you know. And I mean, when we are homesteaders, we are constantly getting ready for that next season. And we're also in kind of panic mode on the current season. No matter how much you get ready, you're never going to get ready enough. And we all know that. So, you know, I'm sitting here dabbling around in the idea that you know we're, we're, we're going to be getting ready for the next season and all this stuff but when cutting and splitting wood this other day you know I knew I needed to split that wood in order to give it the proper amount of drying time for the summer heat you know what I mean let the wind blow through that pile let the you know wood dry so we can use it this winter you know and I'm pretty excited about being able to use this wood this winter, you know? And the irony of it is, is we, as I was doing this, and I knew I needed to get it done, we got a second wood stove installed yesterday by a couple of wood wood stove installers. Now, these wood stove installers, super good guys. We are super happy to have... Um, those guys in our court, they're professionals and they're really good at it. And this kind of paves the way and introduces us to the next chapter of a warm basement and what we are going to do with that basement. No matter what we do with that basement, now we have a heat source down there that we don't have to buy any fuel for. And that heat will rise up through the house and go into our ventilation system and we're super pumped on this. We're super pumped on this. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm really, really, really pumped about it. Because that heat will stack in the basement and it'll go into all the rooms of our house. One little itty bitty wood stove in the basement could quite possibly heat the whole house. And then when it gets really closed or really cold, we can crank it up in both levels. But in getting the firewood ready, I'm pretty excited, you know, just splitting and stacking, and you know, who the hell wants to do firewood when it's 95 degrees out and humid as hell in July? Well, I'll do it. You know why? Because I like doing it. I like doing it. Um, You know, you don't know what the propane bill is going to be next year. With the way the fuel and everything is taking a hike, it's kind of hard to swallow, isn't it, these days? I mean... I've been saying it all along, well, it was inevitable that it was going to go up. Now they've found their excuse. You know what I mean? 
So we got a good excuse. It's going up. Whatever. It's inevitable. Does it piss everybody off? Of course it does. Is it unjust? Who knows? You know? I mean, somebody's going to get rich in every season. And, uh, yeah. So the wood stove. We're excited about it. We're getting a lot of wood chopped up. We're getting a lot split. We're stacking it. You know, and I told my wife yesterday, we were in the middle of stacking it, and she was helping me, and I said, you know, now that I got the wood cut and splitting over here, and it's out of plain view from all the drivers by, it's not this huge emergency to get it stacked. And she goes, oh, thank God. Because it was, it was like 95 degrees and humid. And I said, you know, a couple more minutes of this, and we can go start getting ready for our evening and whatnot. So, you know, I mean, we were excited to get the, the wood all there, and we were excited to get it all ready and prepped. And, yeah, we can spend the next week or two stacking it, you know, and all that. I got three more loads coming um, to carry us through the winter, and I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it, actually. Um, and I got a tree, a couple trees on the neighbors. My mother-in-law's got a bunch of trees. We just need to get it split. You know, and uh, need to get it stacked, and eventually we'll we'll get it all done. And I have no issue with any of that. But uh, you know, I mean, we we're we're able to go over to my mother-in-law's shortly, and we're able to get that that wood that she has split. You know what I mean? Cut and split. It's going to be nice, and it, and uh, we will enjoy every little minute of it. You know, I mean, we get a nice weekend coming up here. We'll be able to head over there and do that. Um, so it's nice to be able to do this, and it's nice to be able to um, kind of, you know, just kind of pre-game what your plans are for the winter. And we're getting ready for the next season. We knew this was coming. You know, last year I was a little later in getting the wood cut and split. Uh, I think it was August when I did it. But, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know? And the wood burned wonderfully last winter as I did cut it and split it. So, I mean, I was really happy to get it done and, and do it. It sat in our uh, uh, pasture for quite a while, but uh, now, now I'm pretty secure in the feeling of this wood, you know, and all of it being fairly seasoned, you know. So, just a reminder to you, you know, look forward to that next season, whether it be fall or winter. Some of you might not have to run your wood stove till winter. You know, but I mean, come the end of September, ours, our wood stoves are going to start running, you know, a little bit anyway, and get the, get the inside of that house heated up, get the objects in the house uh, warm, you know, uh, our house is good and insulated, we're in the north country, you know, so we're getting it ready, and um, yeah, this uh, splitting wood and all that stuff, you know, I mean, it's, it's given us a chance to uh, really look on to the next season, even though we, uh, we're in the middle of this one. So, yeah. And yesterday's uh, episode on the Barnyard Mix, if you get a chance, listen to that one. Um, you know, Barnyard Mix chickens, they're not for everybody, but uh, they've served us really well. And, yeah, might be something you want to inquire about. You know, I mean, borrow your buddy's incubator. I have an incubator, my buddies and, and friends and everybody borrow it all the time. Uh, you know, neighbors, everybody. It, I always tell them, hey, you know, you want, want to use an incubator, just use mine. You know, uh, you know, 
whatever works for you. But uh, yeah, yeah, having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, in, in our wood selection this year is, um, is, a, is a few different breeds. You know, I mean, we have a white oak. This guy hammered down a white oak and he has actually given us a, a bunch of white oak in one of those loads. It's a good chunk of my wood. I got some red oak in there, white oak in there, a little bit of ash. Uh, tons of silver maple, which is a really good starting wood. Uh, really dry, really, really dry silver maple. So I was really excited to have that. And uh, there's one wood that I can't quite decide what it is, but it was really hard and it split kind of stringy. I did not get any elm this time. I was kind of hoping to, but you know what? Who gives a shit? We can get some elm. Anyway, who cares? But uh, anyway, thank you for tuning in today. I sure appreciate you. And you know, sometimes that stuff that really is not totally serving you, if you get a chance, reassess it and see if you really need it or not. You know, it might be a healthy decision for you. You know, less stress, less upkeep, all those things. You know, something to ponder, something to think about. Uh, I've made good decisions and bad decisions in that department, but you know what? At the end of the day, you really got to think about it. So, anyway, God bless you. And you know what? I want a, a huge shout out today to a huge blessing to our household. Uh, my mother-in-law. Uh, I will not say her name uh, for privacy reasons, but uh, God bless you, mother-in-law. Uh, she's going through a lot of life changes right now and, uh, you know, has been with us in our household for a couple months now and uh, going to stay with us temporarily and uh, we're, we're sure glad to have you. And you are a huge blessing to us and we, we sure we sure think a lot of you. And God bless you. Thank you for being so supportive and uh, such a wonderful mother-in-law. Anyway, to the rest of you, God bless you. And if you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Better get going. Anyway, have a good one.